Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. In the marshlands of central Florida, it's the Riley and Kimmy Show. A heavy, ominous stillness falls over the swamp. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. As we, well, we're approaching the end of the year and getting really close to our 1500th episode. This is episode number 1476. Right next to me is my cartoon. Kimmy, I got one name. Kimmy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. 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 <laughs> Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. Tell me that I'm brilliant? Oh, no, 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 that would be too obvious, I, I grant you. Charismatic, fiendishly gifted. Uh... <laughs> Try twisted. Yeah, th- that's me, I am twisted, and the person right next to me who's not twisted, she is something else. She's strange, and I like it. She's always doing something new, and I like it, and that is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And welcome to your favorite day of the week. Oh, yeah. And what is that? Saturday. It is Saturday. Thank you for checking out the Riley and Kimmy show. If you're listening the day the show is uploaded or anytime, possibly you could be listening at any time in the uh, far off distant future or not so far off distant future to us. Uh, that's kind of a time travel thing, the way this show works. Archived episodes, maybe that's uh, how you discovered us. They are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. And you can listen daily very easily. We have several platforms to do so with, one of them being iHeartRadio, also iTunes and SoundCloud. Those platforms are available. Links to them right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Many ways to stay in touch with us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and more. All those links also available on our website. And we have celebrity interviews we've done and also pop culture links. If this is your first time checking out the Riley and Kimmy show, the show is entirely about pop culture with a heavy emphasis on the thrilling days of yesteryear. Nostalgia, retro, right, Kimmy? That's right. Fond memories. That's what we try to to share, to bring up, and also to make new memories that are all positive. A positive experience is what the Riley and Kimmy show is about, pop culture escapism. Tell your friends you found a different place, a place that you can listen to going to work, going to school for that long extended commute, or possibly just uh, Uh, at work to escape, or I can't recommend the classroom, but it could be, Uh, or, you know, riding the bus, or whatever. Perfect for shut-ins and for all ages. That is the Riley and Kimmy Show. We have our archive links and videos and photos and all those things available on our website. What is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com Find archive podcasts 
of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. They play nothing but rotten junk on that program. The Riley and Kimmy Show. That is the question on this Saturday cartoon alternative kind of day. Does Kimmy want to go back in time and test her brain cells with some pop culture trivia? What say you on this Saturday, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. All right, he's going back in time. One of the things I need to point out, the timeline has been adjusted. It is not running in chronological or linear order. It is scrambled. That's right. It's it's all wacky and goofy, sort of like I am. Feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy. Yell at whatever computing device you happen to be listening to, well, to the Riley and Kimmy show on right now because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet earth first question we have for you kimmy deals with game shows it was on this date i will give you the year 1963 i will give you the network nbc this game show makes its premiere it would eventually go into syndication so you can see it at any time of day tell me the name of the game show here's your clue 1963 it first went on the air thank you thank you thank you nice to have you all here welcome to the show how are you Good, good. You all look marvelous. Simply wonderful. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do first of all. We're going to uh, take a look at Sherry Field right over here. And, uh, my, did you go to a great expense to make this sign for me, Sherry? Uh, oh, and I get it. You tore all the hearts out of the deck. Isn't that interesting? Stand right up, Sherry Field. Tear off. Well, there's a, she's got a deck of cars with 39 cars left somewhere. Uh, maybe two decks of cars with them. What's the matter, dear? Nervous. Well, of course, everybody's nervous on the show. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you trade for the box Jay Stewart's are bringing down right now. You own what's in the box. Now I'm going to let you know a little secret about this box. Inside, I wouldn't tell this to anybody, just you, dear. Would you stop biting the rattle? Right now, I'm going to tell you that inside this box, there are not one, two, three, or four, but seven. Seven items. Count them. Seven. Can you tell me the name of that game show? Let's make a deal. These people, dressed as they are, come from all over the United States to make deals here in the marketplace of America. Let's make a deal. And now, here's America's top trader, TV's big dealer, Monty Hall. Now, did that TV show air in your household, or do you think? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, was it a favorite, do you think? Mm, did, no. It, so you probably didn't watch it much, right? You just Mm-mm. happened to recognize Monty Hall's voice right there. Uh-huh. We're looking for the year, Kimmy. We will give you a plus or minus of five years. This TV show was canceled by NBC. NBC cancels this one. The Wonderful World of Disney. What year did it get canceled within five years? 1989. Ooh, you gave it a lot more life than it had, even though it had a really long television uh, time span of playing. It was on for 25 years, actually a little more than 25 years. It went off the air in 1980. That is when NBC canceled it. Mm. This will be a difficult one, Kimmy. You should be aware of this movie. It's from a... An award-winning book by John Steinbeck. It was made into a hit movie. It's been a play. 
It was on this date in 1939. This film premiered. I'm looking for the names of the two stars from the film. The movie is Of Mice and Men. Go on, George. We're going to have a little place. <laughs> We're going to have a little place. We're going to have a cow pig and some chickens and then down on a flat we're gonna have a field of alfalfa for the rabbits and i get to tend the rabbits tend the rabbits and we could live off the fat of the lamb let's keep looking across that river like you can really see where right there can't you almost see? Well, where, yeah. George? Keep looking. Just keep looking. Oh, I'm looking, George. Oh, I'm looking. It's gonna be nice, baby. There ain't gonna be no trouble. No fights. There ain't gonna be nobody mean. Steal from you. Yeah, I can see it. Right Can you tell me? The Two Stars, Kimmy, 1939. That is, by the way, I, I know you haven't seen that. I highly recommend the film. That is an extremely powerful scene. It has powerful scenes throughout. But, yes, George kills Lenny at the very end there. Can you tell me? Spoilers. Oh, come on. I've never seen it. Well, I, if you've read the book, you would I know book George uh, kills Lenny. Can you tell me who played George and who played Lenny? The year 1939. I don't know. Well, give me an extra clue. George, a little less than 30 years from 1939, would be known as the Penguin on Batman. Burgess Meredith. And Lenny, the year 1939, in just a few years, two years, would be known as the Wolfman. In Universal Pictures. Lon Chaney. That's right. Lon Chaney Jr. and Burgess Meredith in Of Mice and Men. The year is what we're looking for, Kimmy. The first color TV set went on sale. What year, within five years, did the first color TV set go on sale? 1948. Well, I mean, i got to do some math here. Thanks. Carrie, uh, move over. You're right. You get it. It's 1953 when the first color TV set went on sale. Now, the question for you is, did it go on sale for approximately $250 or $500 or approximately $975 or approximately $1,200? How much did that first color TV set go for? Mm. How much were they selling them for? 1953. What was the first one? Two fifty. Yes. Yeah. No, it went for one thousand one hundred and seventy-five dollars. What is that? Like a hundred thousand these days? Uh, do, please do not calculate that. That's okay. <laughs> Let's just say it was a lot of money. I mean, we're talking a lot. Okay. I doubt very many had those for mm -hmm. for a while. Yes, one thousand one hundred and seventy-five dollars. And now you can go to a big W store and grab a what fifty-inch. TV for far less than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get like two, three, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, wow, that is definitely. A, that's a trip when you think about it. It was on his date in 1954. This actor made his dramatic TV debut in The Chase. 
You wouldn't know him for the chase. He would eventually play a certain character, the fall of 1955, that uh, he is known for to this day. Tell me, Kimmy, who it is. Here's your audio clue from 1955. All right, Johnny. Kids, uh, this is Marshal Matt Dillon of Gunsmoke talking to you. Now, get to bed early and get some rest, because you don't want to miss my new CBS television show. And uh, Good night. Can you tell me who that is? Peter, Peter Gray's brother? Oh, now that. Oh, gosh. Kimmy, I can't ever remember his name. You are correct. It is Peter Graves' brother. Um, Peter Arness's brother. Because his brother's name is... Mr. Uh, Arness. James. Hmm. James Arness. What science fiction film of the 50s was he part of? James Arness. The Blob? The Thing. The Thing. He plays the giant carrot creature. He's the Thing. You actually, you can actually get an idea how big he is in that scene uh, where, you know, he comes out and bats him around. Also, if you go and uh, you can find it streamed is where he is interviewed by Johnny Carson. Not part of The Tonight Show. Johnny's other show they did prior to uh, The Tonight Show in the 1950s. He is with Carson on stage standing next to him and, and Carson's tiny. Very, very small. That's James Arnaz, 1954, makes his TV dramatic appearance. The year is 1961. Kimmy Jack Nicholas lost his first attempt at pro what? Pro golf. Yes, that's right. He lost to Gary Player in an exhibition match in Miami. The year is 1967. This group has, well, a single that goes to number one and stays number one for three weeks. The single is Hello, Goodbye. The Beatles. We go from the Beatles in 1967 to 1968. This recording artist and actor records this song with lyrics written by Paul Anka. Tell me who it is. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain Who is it and what is that song that would become a hit? Oh, that's Frank Sinatra. Yes, Frank Sinatra. 1968, what is the hit? Um, Elvis would record it, too, eventually. I can't think of it. It is My Way. The year 1981, this single is released. Identify the song, Kimmy, and then tell me who the recording artist is. Here's your clue. Can you tell me the name of that hit? Um, I should be able to. Yes, yes, Kimmy. Can you tell me the name of that hit? Let's try it again. Um, can Kimmy do this as we stall? Mm-mm. Um, Kimmy, can you... T- one more time here. Can you tell me the name of that hit? Mm-mm. Wow. Listen, girl. Can you tell me the name of that hit? Mm-mm. Well, 
it won the Billboard Song of the Year for 1982. It was released on this date, 1981. Kimmy, can you tell me? Boy, this ought to be good. Who had that as a hit? Stevie Wonder. Woohoo! There is still hope for you. The year is 2016. Ray Davies is awarded knighthood by Queen Elizabeth II. Can you tell me what group he is known for? The Kinks. Girl, you really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, Kimmy got it right. I doubt he sang that to the Queen. It is celebrity and notable birthdays, Kimmy. Tell me why this person... No, I tell you what. We'll, we'll, no, no, won't do that to you. We will give you why this person is famous. They are a famous writer. They wrote a lot of short stories, and they are, they are famous for The Jungle Book from 1894. Can you tell me who wrote The Jungle Book and was born on this date, 1865. I cannot. Kipling was born on this date. Oh, okay. All right. You know the jung- Jungle Book, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. I take it back. You know the Jungle Book cartoon. <laughs> uh, okay. Next person, Kimmy, born 1914, actor, radio and television announcer, and singer, best known for hosting a certain beauty pageant. From 1955 to 1979, and 1979 he got fired. They said, we don't want you after 1979. They fired him because they wanted somebody younger or to attract a younger audience. But he came back in 1990 for the 70th anniversary of the pageant to crown the 1991 winner. And he was brought out by the current host to sing his signature song. Tell me who it is. There she is. Can you tell me who that is, Kimmy? Well, first I was going to say Ray Parks. Ray, <laughs> that, you mean he, he, <laughs> you mean it's Darth Maul? Darth Maul came and out. I realized no, that's not it. Darth it's Maul. Burt Parks. Yeah, Burt Parks, not Ray Parks. <laughs> and by the way, Burt Parks was not in any of these Star Wars films. No, <laughs> he's no relation to Ray Parks. Uh, that but we, I know of. That, that we do know of. Watch it. They actually are related. <laughs> then, if you ever meet Ray Parks, you can ask him to sing. <laughs> there she is. Yes, Burt Parks, born in the state, 1914. And that little soundbite was from his uh, singing in the, the, the 70th anniversary of the Miss America pageant. And he passed away in 1992 at the age of 77. Next person, you will have no idea who it is. It's not to be insulting. Just as part of Forgotten Hollywood. That is actress Marie Wilson, born 1916, died 1972 at the age of 56. She is best known for playing the scatterbrain Irma Peterson in the radio, old-time radio show, My Friend Irma, which ran forever from 1947 to 1954. That is forever in the world of broadcasting and entertainment. Next individual, tell me who this is. Give me born on this date. Here is your audio clue. Daniel, take him out of here. Book him. Murder one. No, he's with me. Murder one. Seven counts. If I've got you, Johnny. With a lock on it. Book him, Daniel. That plane leaves in 15 minutes. You've got your ticket. Be on it. And tell your friends in Detroit the deal is off. Permanently. Maybe he was a lucky one. His troubles are over. 
Look him down. I'm murder one. Two counts. Can you tell me who that is, Kimmy? Jack Lord. That's right, Jack Lord, known for what TV show? Hawaii Five O. Mr. Cool, Cooler and Cool. I highly recommend, especially those first four years of Hawaii Five O. It went on for a long time, Kimmy, from 1968 to 1980. But those first four years, I think, are the strongest of them. The pilot episode, Cocoon, is very good. It has a lot of uh, a feel to Manchurian Candidate with it. The well, a person who was actually in Manchurian Candidate plays Wo Fat. So it's 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 really a, a cool episode, and he was he was like cooler than cool, and was almost Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. I wish they had done on some test footage of that of him with that, but uh, he was really close. Hmm. If uh, he and Roddenberry had worked out a financial agreement, he wanted he wanted residuals and he wanted a, like a portion of the show, and that just did not happen. So he said no, and then that's what he got with Hawaii Five O was. You know, part of the show. Piece of the action. Tell me why this person is on the famous list, Kimmy. Sandy Koufax is on the birthday list. Why is he famous? He was a baseball pitcher. You're right, Kimmy. And was he a left-handed or right-handed pitcher, since you know so much? Lefty? That's right. He was a lefty. And he pitched 12 seasons for what team? The New York Yankees. For the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm. That was from 1955 to 1966. At the age of 36 in 1972, he became the youngest player ever elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. He is celebrating his 82nd birthday today. Next person, actor, born on this date, 1935. Known for this TV show, he was part of the support cast. Tell me the name of the TV show. Can you tell me the name of that TV show, Kimmy? Oh, first I want to say Bob Newhart. Is it Bob Newhart? Um, you tell me. Is it the Bob Newhart show or not? Do you need to hear the clue one more time? Mm-hmm. Here we go. What's your guess, Kimmy? I, I, I think it's Bob Newhart. Yeah, the hello at the opening has been removed, because that just makes it too easy there if you hear him say hello. It is the Bob Newhart show. This person was part of it. He played one of the patients, you know, that Bob would have group therapy and individual therapy with. I don't know, Dr. Harley. I think I'm making some progress. I think I'm overcoming my agoraphobia. I, I didn't even know you had a... A fear of open places. Open places? Agrophobia is a fear of open places. Oh, I thought it was a fear of agricultural products. <laughs> Sorry. Well, anyway, wheat doesn't scare me anymore. <laughs> I'm still a little skittish around barley. Yeah, barley's murder compared to wheat. <laughs> yeah, I am making some progress. Well, slow and steady wins the race. That's great. Another Hartley homily. 
He was known as Mr. Negative. Can you tell me who the character is Jack Riley played on the Bob Newhart show? Mm, Howard? No. No, Howard, Howard was a dentist. He, no. No, Howard uh, was a neighbor. Air Howard was the pilot, pilot. co-pilot or navigator or whatever. Uh, yes. Um, Jerry was the dentist. Yeah. And this guy was like the, I would say he was the lead patient. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me who I it is? I can't. Jack Riley played Mr. Carlin, Elliot Carlin, uh, on the show from 1972 to 1978. And then from 1991 on, he was on the Rugrats, also in Rugrats TV and Rugrat movies. He played Stu Pickles. Stu, what are you doing? Making chocolate pudding. It's four o'clock in the morning. Why on earth are you making chocolate pudding? Because I've lost control of my life. <laughs> Here's your pudding, Angelica. Oh, that's okay, Uncle Stu. I'm not hungry anymore. Yes, Jack Riley. I know you're not familiar with the Rugrats, are you? Mm-mm. All right, next, next question. Person born 1934, died 1990, the age of 55, a recording artist. Best known for a 1961 number one hit, Kimmy. Number one on Billboard. Tell me who had this song, Runaway, as a hit and who was born on this date. Can you tell me who that is, Kimmy? Oh, I should, but yes, I you can't. Should. That's Del Shannon, born 1934, died 1990. Next individual, tell me what group and TV show he is known for, Kimmy. Here is your your clue. I'm just going to give you his name. You tell me the group and TV show. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Michael Nesmith. Oh, that's familiar. Yes, Michael Nesmith. Nope. Can't do it. You can't tell me. Michael Nesmith who is celebrating his 75th birthday, was part of the... Michael Nesmith, birthday today, 75. I know you watched Ooh. The Monkees. Matter of fact, you even saw The Monkees perform. No, I kind of avoided that show. But you, Well, The Monkees came back and were quite popular when they ran on... Uh, MTV for a period of time. Oh? Yes, they had a resurgence. The monkeys did. I'm sure I've got people yelling at me on Yes, that. yes. And you went to a monkeys concert with me. And, and I did? Yes. Oh, jeez. Yes. Yes, you did. Oh. And Nesmith actually... Did I have fun? Yes, you did. Michael Michael Nesmith uh, wrote a lot of the monkeys songs. Matter of fact, when the show... Uh, he was tapped for the show, they bought a lot of his songs. Mm. Screen Gems did, and they would use them. And... He would have a successful solo career. He had a top 40 single in the 1970s. Here's Joanne. Her name was Joanne, and she lived in a meadow by a And she touched me for a moment. With a look that spoke to me of her sweet love. 
That's Michael Nesmith. Joe Ann from 1970, number 21 on the Hot 100s where it peaked, and number 6 on the Billboard Adult Contemporary. And a little side note of trivia, Michael Nesmith's mother created Liquid Whiteout. Mm. And he had financial difficulty after the Monkees because he bought himself, well, he actually bought his contract out because he had three more years after the Monkees ended, and he did not want... He didn't want to continue. He wanted to get away from them. He didn't like the formula of the monkeys and and everything. And hmm. and he so he bought his contract out, and it it was in the six figures he had to buy out. Hmm. It was a three year contract, and he he cashed it out. But it caused him to go like into financial ruin until his mother passed on, and he inherited the hmm. the whiteout the, the fortune. whiteout fortune. Wow, it's kind of it's a good thing his mom invented that then. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And when he showed up for the monkeys, the only reason, well, maybe not the only reason, but the reason, he just kind of half-heartedly went to the audition, and he rode his motorcycle there, and he had a knit cap to keep his long hair in place, but he mm. kept the cap on in the in the interview. Mm-hmm. And after the interview was done, one of the producers goes, let's bring the, the, the guy with the hat, the cap, the weird hat. He's it. He's in. So that's why he wore that hat on the TV mm. show from then on. Little monkeys facts, okay? All right. Next person, identify who it is born on this date, Kimmy. Actor, recording artist. Made a guest appearance on a certain TV show back in 1971. Kimmy, tell me who it is. Hi, that's the album my manager promised you. Oh, thanks. But how did you... Well, I heard what you said over the studio microphone. Oh. You know, I'm sorry about the mess that you're in because of that letter I wrote to you. Oh, no. It's my fault. Well, it's my fault, too. I promised you something in that letter. When is your prom? Friday night. Okay. Friday night it is. You really come to the prom? Well, there is one little problem. What? Well, I don't have a date. Do you know a girl that would like to go with me? Do I? (laughs) Well, how about the flip side? Can you tell me who that is? Davy Jones? And what group is he known for, Kimmy? The Monkees! Yes, Kimmy is right. He's known for the Monkees. Kimmy got that monkey. <laughs> she got that one exactly. I know right. some monkeys. Yeah, you do know some monkeys, that's for sure. What Davy Jones, born on this date, and what was the TV show that he guest appeared on, Kimmy? The Brady Bunch. Yes, the Brady Bunch. And Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes, he was Marsha's prom date, and I, I think one of the reasons he did do that show was it was a, a chance to well, shine the spotlight on his uh, solo singing because he did sing a song on the show. Girl, look what you done to me. Me and my whole world. Girl, you brought the sun to me. You remember that big hit? Uh, did he sing that to Marsha? Well, he sa- that's the song he was singing in the studio, the recording studio, when she comes in. And I don't remember why she gets into the studio, but she gets in the studio and, you know, she wants... To have him come to, the, you know, the whole thing. And then, mm. and she bumps the intercom, and he gets to hear her pleading with the producer and the manager. You know, oh, he's got to come to my prom. And they're like, get out of here. So, mm. And then that's why he shows up at the house. Oh. There you go. 
little more than you wanted to know about Davy Jones. Well, now and, you know how to get that famous date. Sure thing. Well, you know, that's not the only famous guy at that time period that she uh, kind of hooked up with. Who was the other one of TV? And he actually tried to be, have a recording career, too. Mm, Desi, I don't know. Desi Arnaz Jr. Remember really? that? Oh, yeah. Desi Arnaz Jr. was brought in, okay. yeah, too, as a Marsha sort of date thing. He, yeah. Next, mm. uh, yeah. Davy Jones, born on this date, 1945. He would appear, by the way, in the Brady Bunch movie in 1995 <laughs> as himself. You might remember that or not. Fickle he, girl. No, he didn't play fickle girl. He played himself. No, Marcia. Oh, uh, well, and she had to play the field. Okay, she had those celebrities knocking on the door. Mm. Who did Greg have? Well, he was Johnny Bravo. He had the world. Mm. Remember that. Davy Jones, born on this day, 1945, died 2012 at the age of 66. Next person celebrating a birthday, 71 years old today. Kimmy had a top 40 hit in 1978, number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100. Tell me who the birthday person is. Because the night it charted, it hit number 13, 1978. The birthday person is whom? Patty Smith. Yes, she is 71 today. Next person, famous for television, Kimmy. Once you identify her, tell me how old she is within five years. She is known for being one of the original hosts of The, the View from 1997 to 2006. She co-hosted The Today Show from... 2006 to 2011, and she was the original host of the daytime or syndicated version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in America. Tell me who it is. I am so excited to be here. Welcome to the new weekday version of Millionaire. Okay, you're going to immediately notice that there are two very different changes here. First of all, me. Secondly, there are no longer any 10 contestants who are waiting to play Fastest Finger because there is no Fastest Finger anymore. It is gone. Also, I don't think I've ever seen such a good-looking audience. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. But, but right now, I only have eyes for Paul Miller, a New York City firefighter, and our first contestant. Welcome to you, Paul. Great to have you here. Great to be here. Thank you. Well, you know that fastest finger. You know why I hate it? Because I had to do it once on the celebrity edition of Millionaire with Reach. I was the next to last person picked. I was so bad. It is awful. So you don't have to worry about that. See? She has slow fingers, Kimmy. Can you tell me who the birthday person is? Meredith Vieira? Yes. How old is Meredith today within five years? Uh, 68. Meredith is 64 today. Next person was part of a, well, daytime information show from 1997 until, well, just recently, 2017, now has fallen into controversy. Tell me who the birthday person is. Here they interview somebody, which now people are going back to this interview and saying, see, see, we told you so, he, he had problems. Tell us 
who this is, Kimmy. Sandra Bullock, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you. It's been two years since you've been here. Has it? It has been. March, I think, 15th, the eyes of March. Are you counting? I am. It's been hard. It's been hard. The major thing that's changed since you were here last? Yes. I have now seen you naked. I and I'm seen, so sorry about that. I have seen you naked. Were you able to sleep afterwards? I, I was, you know, Why are you looking down? It's now my screensaver. <laughs> Why did you look down I was when you looking said at that? My notes. Not your notes are no, not no, over no, here. No, they were no, right okay. there. That they would were, be this. They you were went right like there. That. I didn't go like this. Just I went saying, like this. I'm just saying. Just You're wanna... naked for most of this movie. I am so <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not naked for most of this. Emotionally naked. Except for a... That's such an acting thing. Thank you. Except for a carefully placed... Is it a washcloth? Is that what it is? It's it's more of a loofah. It is? Yes. (laughs) It is It was was very... how, what are the loop? The not the, the just very rough. You know, it's a yeah. wash mitt, is what it actually it's was. It's a loofah wash mitt, is what wash it was. Mitt, yes, yeah. and then I mean, carefully placed left arm. Didn't you tell me one time you were never going to do that? Can you identify that voice, Kimmy? Matt Lauer. Yes. How old is Matt Lauer today? Within five years. Sixty. You got that exactly right. Next individual, actress, comedian, singer too. Had her own TV show in America from 1987 to 1990. She had a top 40 hit. It hit number 8 in TV show was cutting edge. As a matter of fact, that's where the Simpsons come from. Can you tell me who she is? Mm. She had that big hit, number eight, 1983. I can't think of her name. Tracy Ullman, having a birthday today. She is 58 years old. Next person, tell me how old he is within five years. He is a national TV host and national radio host, conservative political commentator. One of the top talk show hosts in America, also a writer. Identify who this is. He's on Fox. In two specific places. Also, the word likely was removed from a section where Comey talked about foreign actors actually gaining access to top secret special access program information on her server. Plus, explosive new information about how the Obama State Department actually gave Hillary Clinton and her top aide, Uma Abedin, special treatment. Now, Judicial Watch has obtained documents that show Clinton... I think that's long enough. Kimmy, can you identify who that is? Sean Hannity. Yes, how old is Sean Hannity today within five years? Uh, 54. Sean Hannity, celebrating his 56th birthday today. Next person, tell me who it is professional golfer who is among the most successful golfers of all time. He has been one of the highest paid athletes in the world for several years. He was a top ranked golfer in the world from August of 1999 until September 2004. That was for 264 weeks. And again, from June 2005 to October 2010 for 281 weeks, ran into some controversy here in Florida And can you tell me who it is? Tiger Woods. That's right. How old is Tiger Woods today within five years? 42. You got that exactly right. Really? Yes, you got it exactly right. Wow. Yes. Congratulations there. 
I think you did a fantastic job on this Saturday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. And we're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about on Trivia with a golden age of radio. Radio was new. Radio, someone still loves you. And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Anytime we have an opportunity to go back in time to the thrilling days of yesteryear and pay tribute to the theater of the mind, otherwise known as the golden age of radio, we take that opportunity. Actress Marie Wilson was born on this date in 1916. As a tribute, we have a, well, an example of My Friend Irma, which she starred in. Now, Irma, Irma Peterson, is quite scatterbrained. This show was extremely popular from 1947 until 1954. And kicking off our tribute to Marie Wilson, we have the episode Irma Meets Jane from 1947 on the Riley and Kimmy Show. My friend Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane with John Brown as Al. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgotten. Theirs will still be hot, love, love, love. Sure, it's something to sing about. And they can sing about it maybe because they haven't any friends. But I'm singing the blues about it because I've got a friend. My friend Irma. Now, don't get me wrong. I love that girl. Most people do. It's just that Mother Nature gave some girls... Brains, intelligence, cleverness. But with Irma, well, Mother Nature slipped her a Mickey. I will never forget the first time I met her. I was walking along looking for a place to live in New York, and by a strange coincidence, I am having a very tough time. And I keep bumping into people, and I keep saying, I beg your pardon. Excuse me. Excuse me until... Oh, Oh, excuse me. I just never look where I'm going. I just keep walking with my head high. Just like the doctor told me in taking deep breaths, inhaling and exhaling like this. I keep counting to myself. One, two, three... Look, miss, will you stop counting long enough to help me up? Oh, of course. You must be uncomfortable on your knees. Oh. (laughs) Oh, no, not at all, honey. I'd love it down here if I was Al Jolson. (laughs) Did you see that picture, the Jolson story? I just loved it. I cried and cried. Fine, fine. Now, would you please help me up? Oh, certainly. Here, give me your hand. Oh, my, what a beautiful ring. You know, my my boyfriend, Al, he was going to get me one just like that. We had it all picked out, only you know what happened? It wouldn't fit your nose. (laughs) Well, it wasn't for my nose, it was for my finger. It wouldn't fit my nose. I wish it had. I could have pulled myself up. (laughs) Oh, oh, you want to get up, don't you? Yes, if you please. I can't make much time crawling. I can't either. I always walk. Well, uh, here we go. Up the daisy. Oh, careful, your dress. Oh, we ripped it, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, but you know something? They're wearing split skirts in New York this year. <laughs> yeah, I know, but not all the way up to the neck. <laughs> 
we haven't been introduced yet. My name's Irma. What's yours? Goodbye. Oh, what an unusual name. What's your last name? Forever. That's a pretty name, Miss. Goodbye forever. Oh, Irma. That's when I should have run, but I didn't. Apartments are too hard to find these days, and Irma, bless her heart, is really a sweet kid. So I moved in with her in that one-room furnished freight elevator she called home. Jane, the telephone's ringing. Jane, the telephone's ringing. Aren't you going to answer it? I don't know if it's for me. (laughs) Well, take a chance. Take a chance. It's not your nickel. Hello? I mean, hello? Uh, Yes, she's here. Jane, it's for me. Irma? (laughs) You know, if Marconi knew that you were going to use the telephone, he never would have invented it. Oh, Jane, I'm surprised at you. (laughs) Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone, not Marconi. You see, I'm beginning to think like you. (laughs) Everybody knows that Marconi invented spaghetti. (laughs) Irma, the telephone. Oh, hello? Al? Jane, it's Al. What are you waiting for? Run down to the police station with the bail. Oh, don't be silly. He's not in jail. Hello, Al? Eh? I? Oh, you? That's enough for the vowels, Irma. Now try the consonants. Okay, Al. Goodbye. Jane, Al's coming over. Oh, honey. Why do you have to spoil our Sunday by having that jobless, phony windbag of an Al over? Jane? Yes? What's your opinion of Al? I think he's a live wire, and it's just a matter of time before they hook him up and put a chair under him. (laughs) I wish you wouldn't pick on Al, because someday I hope to be Mrs. Al. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie, look, I didn't mean it. Now, stop sniffling. You'll ruin your pretty face with your mascara. Come on. But I love Al. Yeah, I know you do, Irma. That's the reason I'm hard on him. I want to be sure that the guy who gets my little Irma's heart's got a big enough heart to match it. Gee, thanks, Jane. <laughs> Gee, wouldn't it be wonderful if I married Al and you could... and we could have a double wedding? A double wedding? How do you figure that? It would be if you married Richard Rhinelander III. That was my blood pressure rising. She would mention his name... You see, Richard Rhinelander III is my boss, and I'm his private secretary. I'm in love with him, but I have no chance to marry him because he's Richard Rhinelander III, and I'm Jane Stacy I. Oh, I tried everything to impress him. I even told him I lived in a very intellectual atmosphere and that my roommate is a promising young novelist. Oh, Stacy, you fool, you. If he ever finds out how you live and what a mental midget Irma really is, you must end up <laughs> right between the eight, nine, and ten ball. Gee, I'd love to marry him. Irma, wouldn't it be wonderful if I wound up being Mrs. Richard Rhinelander the third? The third? What good is that if he has two other wives? <laughs> you know, 
You know, I won't even stop to answer that one. Gee, I, I couldn't marry a wealthy man and have to go to the opera. I don't know a thing about Shakespeare. <laughs> Honey, with five million dollars, all you've got to know about Shakespeare is that he's dead and you're alive. <laughs> well, let's forget Mr. Rhinelander. I'll never marry him because there's a difference in family. His ancestors were Mayflower people. Gee, they made all that money out of donuts? <laughs> If you say another word to me, I'll scream. Well, if you do, you'll wake up Professor Kropotkin, the violinist, downstairs, and he needs sleep. Irma, I'm going to take a bath. Well, Jane, don't use all the hot water. Uh, this is the day we wash the dishes. <laughs> Hello? Uh, who did you want to talk to? Jane? Who's this? Oh, Mr. Richard Rhinelander. Uh, well, Jane's busy. Do you want to hang on for about 20 minutes? <laughs> yes, this is Irma, her roommate. How's my book? Oh, I finished it and I'm starting another. <laughs> Hard on me. No, you know those giant comics are mostly pictures. <laughs> oh, I'd like to meet you too, Mr. Rhinelander. Say, I've got an idea. Why don't you dash over for dinner tonight? Huh? Oh, it's no bother. Oh, we'd love to have you. And, uh, by the way, if it's not inconvenient, uh, ask your mother to bake us some donuts. <laughs> uh, remember, see you at 7.30, and don't bother to dress. It's strictly au gratin. <laughs> now, who could that be? Uh, come in. Hiya, chicken. How are you? Hello, Al, honey. Gee, I'm glad you came over. I didn't think I could make it. Took time off from three deals that were just simmering. Dying to burst into flame. Stuff like stucco bathtubs. Scratch while you bathe. <laughs> Tremendous projects. Oh, Al, you're always talking business. You gotta be on my toes, honey, if you and I ever expect to settle down in that cozy little 30-room cottage. Oh, gee, Al, I'd just love to hear you talk like that. Come over here a minute, honey, and look in my eyes. What do you see? Murine. Now, oh. <laughs> there's another great moneymaker. Wish I'd thought of that. Al, I know how ambitious you are, but can't you forget business and be a little more romantic? Well, I'd love to, kid, but in order to give you the good things in life, I gotta start thinking about this big deal I got brewing. Oh, gee, Al, if your deal comes through, maybe you and I could settle down on a little ranch. I can see it now, the egg and Irma. <laughs> Hiya, Janie, what's Hello. the good word? Jane, Al's got a big deal on it. And what a deal. I just happened to line up no less than $100,000 worth of surplus army goods. Gee, Al, what kind of surplus are you going to sell? Rip cords. <laughs> Rip cords? Now, this is a big deal. I got a pajama manufacturer lined up to take the whole lot of them. <laughs> I even got an advertising gimmick with these rip cords. Listen to this. You get up in the morning and bail out of your pajamas. <laughs> you like it, Jane? I don't know how I ever lived this long without it. And, and that ain't all. This is a big promotion. You take a two-page ad in life showing a picture of a beautiful girl ready to retire. And underneath the caption... Hit the silk. <laughs> yeah. How'd you know? It figures. I think it's wonderful. Uh, what do you think, Jane? You know the whole thing has tired me out? I'm going back and take another shower. You see, chicken, I'm a beaten man. 
Jane doesn't believe in me. Well, that's not true. Jane likes you, Al. She always takes two showers on Sunday. I see. One for herself and one for those dirty looks she gives me. And besides, Al, once you get to know Jane, you'll realize that her bark is worse than her tree. You know, honey, I wouldn't say this to anybody else. But things are going so badly for me lately that I may be forced to do something desperate. Al, you're going to get a job? Irma, watch your language. <laughs> I'm sorry, Al. I only A job? Thought... Irma, supposing a man like me would consent to go to work, say, for a bank at a small start and salary of $500 a week. Naturally, somebody like me moves fast. At the end of a year, I'm making 1000 a week as a second vice president. In two years, I'm making 2000 a week as a first vice president. In ten years' time, I'm president of the bank and I got $100,000. Where do I go from there? I'm in a rut. But, Al... Irma, I'm in a rut now, and it didn't take me ten years to get there. So you see how foolish it'd be for me to get a job. You understand, kid? It's clear to me, Al. It is? Well, I'm glad. You're a great girl and you deserve the best. But I don't want the best. I want you, Al. <laughs> you know, the brakes have always been against me. It'd be different if I wasn't a practical man, but my deals are so sound. It's all a question of the brakes. Gee, Al, I wish there was something I could do to help you. Thanks, chicken. But a guy like me with my ideas has got to mix with the right people. If I could only meet a man who's a millionaire. Well, Al, suppose you met a millionaire who's got money besides. <laughs> Irma, what do you mean? Well, Al, I'm throwing a dinner party tonight. Dinner party? Uh-huh. Yes, I've invited James Boss over. You know, the millionaire Richard Rhinelander III? Richard Rhinelander III? Yeah, she's crazy about him, and I thought an intimate gathering would bring them together socially, and financially it would bring the two of you together. So why don't you just surprise us and drop over casually after dinner and bring your ideas? The millionaire Richard Rhinelander III. You know, Irma, if a guy like me with my ideas... Could meet a millionaire like James Boss, it'd be a natural combination. Oh, wonderful, Al. It'll be perfect. I can kill you and Jane with one stone. <laughs> but uh, won't Jane mind my coming? No, it's a surprise party. She doesn't even know Richard Rylander's coming. <laughs> Thanks, baby. You're a genius. I'll be there. Oh, before you go, Al, uh, haven't you forgotten something? Huh? Oh, yeah. What time does Rhinelander get here? Irma's Al left Oh Just leave her now So long, ladies See you later Uh, honey, be careful going home There's a crime wave on Yeah, Al Keep your hat turned down You don't want to get picked up (laughs) (laughs) You fracture me So long, chicken See you later We're having a dinner party? Yes I've invited your boss, Richard Ronlander To dinner tonight You invited my boss to dinner tonight? Here? Irma, how could you? It was simple. He called up and asked to talk to you, and you were busy, so I invited him. Oh, no. This is all a dream. And after dinner, Al's going to drop over, and if Professor Kropotkin comes up, it'll be a wonderful party. Oh, no. This is a nightmare. Give me that phone. Maybe it's not too late to stop him. Oh, dear. Hello? Hello, is Mr. Rhinelander there? He's not? Well, could you please tell me where he went? He left to go to a dinner party at a Miss Jane Stacy's. Thank you. Jane, Jane, what are you doing? Nothing. Just writing a suicide note. 
Richard Rhinelander III is coming to dinner. Now I'm really trapped because I told him that I lived in an artistic neighborhood and that my roommate was a budding novelist. How could I justify having him sit around with that, that scintillating duo of conversationalists Irma and Al? Mr. Rhinelander is expecting an evening based on table talk a la information, please. What he's going to get is people are funny or it pays to be ignorant. <laughs> well, finally, 7.30 rolled around. The bottle of martinis was catching a chill in the icebox, and I was running a fever in the living room. Richard would be arriving at any minute, and Irma wasn't ready. Irma, sweetie, it's 7.30. Uh, I know, Jane. I'm just getting into my dress. How do you like it? Don't you think you ought to get a little further into it? <laughs> Al likes his dress. Al would, but Mr. Rhinelander wouldn't. Now, come on, huh? You've got just time to waltz this broom around a few times. Okay. Irma, huh? No, no, don't sweep the dirt under the rug. Man downstairs has been complaining. Complaining? Yeah, you know, that hole in the floor. Jane, I have a wonderful idea. Why don't we take the rug off, and then with a hole in the ceiling, we'll have cross ventilation. Oh. <laughs> Irma, I'm so nervous. Well, don't worry. I'll handle everything. Uh, haven't you confidence in me? Well, certainly I have. Well, then why are you shaking? I always shake like this before I have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> now, now, Irma, let, let's not be nervous, huh? Let's, let's just take it easy. Uh, now, let's see. First, we, uh, we serve the martinis, and then... Uh... I, don't, I don't have to drink a martini, do I, Jane? What's that got to do with it? I'd rather have milk. <laughs> well, how can you drink milk when we're drinking martinis? Oh, I know. I'll drink milk, but I'll put an olive in it. <laughs> oh, Irma. He's here. Oh, he's here. Now, now listen to me, Irma. I, I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried. I've, I've got confidence in you, and I know you'll do everything right, because if you don't, I think I'll kill myself and then you. Now, you ready? Okay. Irma, put the broom away. Come in. I beg your pardon, but does Jane Stacy let... Oh, of course. Good evening, Jane. I didn't recognize you for a moment. That's because you didn't take the curlers out of her hair. <laughs> Silly of me. Uh, come in, come in, Mr. Rhinelander. May I present my roommate, Irma? How do you do? Hello. Irma, would you mind taking Mr. Rhinelander's hat? I can't. Why not? His head is still in it. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Here it is. Irma, now that you have Mr. Rhinelander's hat, would you mind taking the broom away from him? Oh. Irma, now that you have the broom, would you mind taking Mr. Rhinelander's hat away from you? Oh. Won't you sit down, Mr. Rhinelander? Oh, thank you, Jane, but you don't have to be so formal. My friends always call me Richard. Thank you. Cigarette, Richard? Thank you. Match, Richard? Thank you. Ashtray, Richard? Thank you. Cigarette, Irma? Thank you. Match, Irma? Thank you. Ashtray, Irma? No, thank you. I don't smoke. Ah, <laughs> uh, you writers, you're all alike. Witty and eccentric. Yes, I knew you'd like Irma's wit. It's so, uh, so natural. Yes, so I noticed. My, what a charming apartment you have here. When will the remodeling be finished? Remodeling? <laughs> Remodeling, this is it. Yes, yes, it's small. It's small, but our neighbors are so interesting. Uh, artists, writers, uh, musicians, you know. For instance, there's a very famous violinist who lives downstairs. He's uh, Professor Kropotkin. Kropotkin? Kropotkin? Yeah, he plays in the Paradise Burlesque. <laughs> uh, have you ever been there? 
Well, I don't think so. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, you wouldn't have seen him anyway because he plays a violin under the runway. <laughs> yes, uh, a lot of our neighbors are eccentric, but they're all artistic. Oh, I know what you mean. A charming environment. Yes. You know, it's hot in here. I think I'll open the window. Hey, Mrs. Flanagan! Did you hear the news about Johnny O'Toole downstairs? Last night he came home, roaring drunk, and staggered up the stairs. <laughs> go in to dinner. If I live to be the oldest woman in the United States and Canada, I'll never forget that dinner. It started off with Irma taking from the right and serving from the left. She also did a little dropping in the middle. <laughs> and Mr. Rhinelander looked very fetching wearing a hamburger over his right eye. Then we got to the dessert. And it seems that Irma had put the dessert in the wrong tray in the icebox. It was the first time I'd ever tasted cauliflower sherbet. <laughs> so much for the food. The conversation was a monster in its own right. Richard said, uh, Fortunately, I've been able to travel considerably. Irma, do you like to travel? And Irma says... Oh, yes, it's really the only way to get any place. <laughs> over and we decided to have our coffee in the living room. Well, Jane, that was an excellent dinner. Thank you. Wonderful food. That's nothing unusual. We always have food for dinner. <laughs> oh, Irma, you have a priceless wit. Hasn't she, Jane? She has? Oh, yes, she has. <laughs> you know, Mr. Rylander, I envy Jane working for you. Yes, the investment business can be exciting, but you know... I wish I had more time for sports. Oh, you do love sports, don't you, Richard? Yes, I don't like to brag or appear stuffy, but at college I won my letter in six different sports. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And weren't you voted the, the best-looking man on the campus? Oh, well, Jane, that was only kid stuff. <laughs> but getting back to sports, since going into business with Dad, he sort of kept me hopping. You know how the office is, but, Jane, with you being the capable secretary you are... I... I've been able to find some time for squash and badminton at the athletic club. Oh, well, personally, I love golf. It's such an exciting game, and yet it's so simple. Yes, but you know, tennis has a dash of that same excitement. I, I swim, ride horseback, play tennis, bowl, and shoot pool. <laughs> Irma, do, do you really do all those things? No, but I have to keep up my end of the conversation. <laughs> More coffee, Richard. No, thank you. Well, I think you're wise. Coffee does keep one awake. Yes, coffee does have that effect on me. How about you, Irma? They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. <laughs> Irma, we know you're in the conversation, dear. Just take it easy. Well, okay, I think I'll open the window. No, don't, no, Irma, the window. No. Chilly out tonight, isn't it, Richard? <laughs> well, now let's get down to business. When are you two going to get married? Irma! <laughs> oh, Richard, I, I really don't know what to say. Well, I... Irma, really, I, I'm, I'm very fond of Jane, but of course you know there's my father. Your father? Let him get his own girl. <laughs> Oh, come in. Hiya, folks. What a surprise. Look, Jane, it's Al. The next sound you hear is Jane Stacy blowing her brains out. <laughs> Al, I'd like you to meet Richard Rhinelander III. Richard, this is my boyfriend, Al. 
How do you do? Well, hiya, Richard. Heard a lot about you. Richard, wouldn't you care to go to a movie or something? Oh, no sense in breaking up the party. Let's sit around and chew the fat. Richard's not hungry, Al. We just finished dinner. <laughs> well, Rich, what's new on the street? The street? Yeah, you know, the exchange. Oh, well, cotton was a little slow this past week. Uh-huh. Knew it. What about steel? It's a little off. I know it. Richard, you can see for yourself the handwriting's on the wall. Really? You gotta get out of Wall Street. I do? Oh, absolutely. Sure, you could plug along, making a million here and a million there, but have you got security? <laughs> well, Al, I'm pretty satisfied with the investment business, and I think there's a great future in it for me. Granddad was president, and then father became president, and soon I'll be president. You see what I mean, Arma? Yeah, the whole family's in a rut. <laughs> But it's not too late, Rich. There's a place for you in my organization. Richard, let's go to a movie. No, Jane, let him talk. This whole thing may develop into a merger. Merger? You're right, Irma. Richard, I'm going to make a big man out of you. How would you like to team up with me? Well, I... Now listen to me, Richard. Well... Here's the plan. We've a chance to corner the market on surplus ripcords. We'll go out into the open market. Buy short. Sell long. Find it. going just like I planned. The boys are in there getting along beautifully. Beautifully. Richard reaches for his wallet. He'll shake hands with Al. Now, Jane... Now, listen to me, Irma. You've ruined me. I should never have moved in with you. But, Jane... Don't but Jane me. But I thought... I don't care what you thought. You've ruined everything. Imagine his coming from his mansion on Park Avenue to this dump. Now, to top it off, your your boyfriend, Al, is trying to sell him ripcord. But, Jane, Al's only trying to fix it so he has security. Irma, I've got news for you. Richard Rhinelander III has $5 million he hasn't even counted yet. But after he counts it, what then? He'll be in a rut. (laughs) By inviting him to dinner tonight, you've just ruined me. Now, I'm going back in there, apologize, quit my job, and spend the night at the YWCA. But, Jane, are you a member? No, but I'll join. (laughs) Another thing. The next time we meet on the street, I only want you to say one thing. Goodbye. Will General Motors go for it? Richard, their tongues are hanging out for ripcord. Well, Al, I really don't... I mean, Mr. Rhinelander, I... I can't tell you how sorry I am. I... Sorry? About what? Oh, you know, bringing you down here and having you meet people like Al and Irma Why, and... Jane, you've I... nothing to be sorry about. I'm delighted to have met two such real people as Al and Irma. And we're delighted to have met a millionaire with money. <laughs> oh, Irma, how could you? Now, now, leave her alone, Jane. That's what I like about Irma and Al. They're so natural and honest. Oh, Dickie, thank you for that vote of confidence. Jane... <laughs> I'm so happy for you, Mr. Rhinelander. Now you can have security. You see, Jane... You see, Richard, you see, you were so wealthy and you live on Park Avenue and everything, and I thought you were coming here. Well, well, I tried to impress you, and I guess I've just been a fool. Well, I don't know what to say. Well, I'd like to say thank you, Jane, for a splendid evening. I like your apartment, and I think Al and Irma are swell. And, Al, if you've got time, I want you to drop into the office, and maybe we can go into your ripcord proposition at length. Well, I've got to run along now. Goodbye, Jane, and... Please invite me again real soon. Goodbye, Richard. Well, got to run now. Where are you going, honey? Where am I going? Now I got to see where I can get hold of some ripcord. That's my friend Al. And that's my friend Irma.
If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about The Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.